Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo. Thank you so much for joining me today. You will not regret it. It's going to be a powerful show. You can find out more about our ministry at www.lifeportoutintl.org. And for those of you who are very familiar with our show, you know that I like to dive into a scripture first and foremost before I have my guest on. And as I was praying into the show, Ephesians 3.19 was really stirring in my spirit. And it goes like this, to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And I just, I love scriptures like this that talk about the full inheritance we have in Christ, that there is a fullness, a completeness that we have inherited in Christ, that there is no lack, no separation, that we get to experience and know this love that pours forth from God, that even surpasses our ability to mentally comprehend it. It surpasses knowledge. And I know that my guest really embodies this. This is her message, this is what she's all about. And so I really want to break religious boxes here today, and I want to just declare the goodness of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ here today to really free you up, not just to walk in freedom from different bondages, but to free you up to see yourself as Jesus sees you, to know who you are, what you have in Christ because of his finished work, so you could live from that place. And there's a lot of religious mentalities that hold us back from really just drawing near to the Lord, to receive from him and to see him and to experience him and to feel his presence and hear his word on a daily basis. Jesus said that it is my food to do the will of God and to walk with him, that man does not live off of bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And it is that place where we're confident because we know who we are, we know who he is, we know what he's done, that we could approach him with boldness as sons and daughters of God, as his beloved bride to receive from him to be empowered in our everyday lives. And so no further ado, I want to have my guest on the show. Her name is Liz Wright, and she was forever changed by a physical visitation from the Lord Jesus Christ. This experience, along with many other encounters over the last 20 years, have created in her an insatiable hunger to live constantly connected to God's presence. And you guys know that is my heart's desire as well. And we have so many guests on the show that radiate that desire. But when Liz speaks from this place, she flows in wisdom and revelation, and she has helped thousands of people around the world into the same experience. Her greatest joy is to know God's love and to help people from every walk of life become confident, powerful, and whole as they experience his love for them and their, their immense value of who they really are. Um, I was introduced to Liz Wright's ministry actually through Sean Bowles and his podcast, Exploring the Prophetic. And then you guys know I had Eric Gilmore on the show as well, a close friend of mine. And through Eric, I got introduced to amazing people and Liz Wright as well. I got kind of kind of re- reconnected with Liz Wright and following her ministry. I just love her heart and what she's doing. And so thank you, Liz, for joining me on the podcast today. Oh my goodness. It's my honor great to be here. <laughs> so good to finally talk to you, heard amazing things about you, followed your ministry some. And I know that as I read your bio and it says that you were forever changed by a physical visitation from the Lord Jesus Christ, it, it, yeah. it, it piques interest. And I know there's people listening <laughs> that they probably heard that and they were like, what in the world does she mean by that? And so please tell me about this encounter before we get into anything else. I want to hear how you physically encountered the Lord. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, saying that it completely radically changed my life is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, words are inadequate really to express fully what happened, but to try to keep it very brief. Um, I went from one moment 
um, to another one reality in a moment, excuse me, one reality to another, um, my whole world changed. In a nutshell, um, I was, it was many years ago now, but I was in um, a very abusive marriage at the time. And, and so my um, ex-husband was um, a narcotics addict. And so I had no idea when I got married and I, I lived mm. in um, extreme pain every single day. And so through that process, I cried a desperate prayer. And just, I didn't believe in anything I had, you know, like all of us do before we come to the Lord, I had done my best to survive life. I tried to construct my identity out of and my self-worth and my confidence out of my job and where I lived and who I knew and et cetera, you know, and, um, and I ended up hurtling in out of need driven, really hurtling into a relationship that yeah. um, was very unhealthy, you know, really was. And, um, you know, he was doing the best he could with his collective life pain, you know, and so there's no blame. It's, it's, it's ancient history now, but then actually through the pain, it drove me to Jesus. So what happened is I cried a desperate prayer. I ended up being filled with Holy Spirit. And then on the 20th of January, it was 1995, I was in the Seychelles on, um, on holiday and, uh, I, my ex-husband was um, watching something that was irritating me. And so I was trying to push the anger down sure. because, and the frustration because so I wasn't in a particularly holy moment just to encourage people. <laughs> I was just authentically trying to self-regulate emotions that would have had a reaction in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I just, again, just cried out and said, God, take them, meaning take the anger. And as I said those words, Jesus, I'll get completely right to the Holy Spirit. And (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Lord. Jesus uh, appeared in front of me physically. I mean, physically, I could touch him and feel him. And uh, he was there, you know, as real as if we were, you know, facing one another. And, uh, he in the first split seconds when he appeared in front of me, he looked like a Jewish man. Is how he appeared to me. He had uh, long black hair, straight hair to his shoulders in a middle part. He um, ha- he was about five foot ten, so he was not very hugely tall, and he had a long beige garment on <laughs> and bare feet, and he looked. And he had dark, dark, dark brown eyes. And there was light shining out of his eyes. And his face glowed. There was light emanating from his skin. And the light, as he looked at me, the light, which is pure love, love like I've never, ever, ever felt since into the same intensity. Of course, I experience his love every day, but this was physically, he was physically there. The love that was, Wow, it's radiating out from his eyes, pouring out from his eyes was literal love, the substance of who he is. And it was hitting me in wave after wave after wave. Wow. And as it did, in the first bit seconds, I couldn't look at him. I was terrified. I felt excruciating self-consciousness and fear in those first split seconds. 
But as the waves of his love just continued to bathe me, I felt felt his unconditional love into the very core of me. And I start like I was because of the abuse I'd lived in and the childhood I'd come out of because um, I grew up with a mentally ill mum. So there was all sorts of pain in my history. The, so I was pretty split and fractured mm. and numb emotionally. Yeah. And I started to integrate and be, as his light was just permeating through and filling me, radiating through me. And I began to be made whole, literally in his presence. And then he reached out his hands to me. And, um, and he said to me, come with me. Always come and rest with me a while. And he took hold of, I took hold of his hands. And then I literally fell into him and I clung to him. And my arms are around his waist and his right hand was around my shoulder. And he took me up on a hill and we sat underneath a tree. And the, the atmosphere around us was just light. There was no sun. It was just light. It was just beautiful and light. And we looked out across an expanse of land. And I just wept and wept and wept and wept. And I actually washed his feet literally with my tears and he just stroked my hair and continuing this the waves of his love were just pouring through me and I became whole I literally became whole and then he took me to see orphans and he he discussed other things with me in the encounter but that was the first part of it I I came I've never felt love like it. it was complete unconditional love there was no lift of he didn't lift my sins. He didn't tell me off. He didn't highlight anything I'd ever done. He literally just sat with me and who he is absorbed into every part of me and transformed me. And my identity was went from everything I'd known to be true in my life to that point to absolutely realizing the whole of scripture is true. Jesus is God. The whole thing is true. And we have been born again and are an entirely new creation and the whole thing is true so i came out of that experience and i was i had so much light in me i was glowing and i had a notepad next to me on the bed in the hotel and i just wrote down really fast every single thing that had happened happened and then max husband came over and literally started to freak out because I was glowing <laughs> and he wow. couldn't understand what had happened sure. to me. And, yeah. you know, he was just, anyway, so, and so that started a completely new life. I mean, and obviously, you know, like I've said many times to people, I have an insatiable hunger for him because I'd been a multimillionaire. I'd had a degree of fame. I'd been successful in, a, you know, my sort of orphaned heart, if you like, my the little girl in me that had been so broken and the young woman, the pain in me drove me into the life choices that I made. Um, and I ended up in the life that I had, but all of that was healed. My life to that point was healed in that experience and everything I'd known to be true. I realized wasn't, you know, and that he is the truth. He is the way and he's alive. You know, he really is. And so that, that started, yeah, my walk with him. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. And I wonder, yeah. I know there's people that are listening and they're just absolutely awed by that testimony and their heart yearns for that. But like, how did yeah. you, how did you begin to walk it out after that? Because I know you're huge on inheritance and sonship and being the yeah. bride and the love of the Lord and identity. Yeah. How did you begin to walk it out? I know you said he made you whole, but 
were there certain things you still needed to work through? Was there religiosity at all? Or did you kind of start start fresh, you know, with this with this perspective from the very beginning? Like, tell me, how'd you leave that encounter? Because I know, you know, the Lord does things radically in a moment, but then also he walks us through process. And so I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just curious how such a such an amazing, supernatural, powerful encounter, how you kind of walk out of that encounter into living your daily life for Christ. It's such a great question. It's so important, isn't it? Because I, I agree. I mean, I'm all about processes because it's the relationship, you know, as and and experiencing him uh, daily, yeah. as well as the encounter. I mean, for me, I didn't grow up in church, so I didn't have any um, religion, mm. um, and so. I actually got into trouble when I started going into church and talking like this. <laughs> but, but anyway, People were like, you can't do that. To, you, didn't, you didn't know there were certain right. things you couldn't do. Yeah. Right. And so I just, for me, the, the gospel, the entire Bible is the theology of encounter. You know, it, the whole gospel is, is that we have been reconciled to Christ, that his spirit now indwells us and therefore we're one. And and we can, he has fully restored relationship. So he switched it on. But then, of course, I was still living in the midst of an abusive marriage with very difficult, extreme life circumstances. And so I I had to learn maturity. I had to, I was healed from the pain. I was completely um, immovable in my face because of what had happened to me. I knew that I knew what had happened and there was fruit. Um, and then I, you know, things like I, I realized and I just didn't get sick. And um, I, but I learned um, I learned maturity, really, to I had a love for people, but I still would mobilize into things like unforgiveness if I was being um, treated very badly sure. and self fear driven self-preservation. So I would start to risk manage other people's pain manifesting towards me like the abuse and I, I don't think we're supposed to stay in the boxing ring and be punched you know I think w- wisdom says you know step aside if someone's trying to punch you in the face um you know but I had to learn to to rest in the Lord's faithfulness to trust him and to to radiate his nature I began through my process and I always am learning this more and more and more I began to realize that government is God's presence and his nature and start to, so the more I would sink into him, into the arms of grace, if you like, and release the power of who he is into any given situation, my limited capacity to love became supernaturally energized as I would, instead of risk managing and pulling away from a very difficult situation, I would turn the attention and the affection of my heart, so to speak, on the inside, my interior life would be to focus on him mm. and ask Holy Spirit to be the love I needed or the patience I needed in that moment. And I, I also um, learned the power of peace, like the power of internal rest. It's such a governmental internal position for us. It's been made available. You know what I mean? So like, like it says in scripture, the Prince of Peace soon crushes Satan under your feet. I began to realize actually peace in a moment of conflict to bring peace diffuses the storm around you, like you know, Jesus in the boat when he stood up and rebuked the wind and the waves and said, peace be still. I, I believe he was releasing peace in that word into the storm and collapsing it. So that has been a big part of the process for me, and I don't always get it right. You know, sure. I, I'm walking my life out, but I began to realize the wisdom of of the of, and the privilege of being able to walk 
in relationship, in union, and then release his nature into every given situation. If I can just slow down long enough in, in the moment to, um, to engage him. So he's the solution each time. Yeah. And I just, I love how because of that encounter, Jesus became your everything. He became your refuge. He became your safe place. He became the love of your, of your life. You know, you, you, you fell head over heels in love with him because of that experience. How how could you not, you know, just one touch from heaven and you're just, you know, you just, you just fall madly in love with him because of how good he is because of who he is. But you didn't run from him when people were lashing out on you or the church didn't understand you. You didn't run from him. You didn't say, you know what? You didn't harden your heart to the Lord. You ran to him because he was your safe place. And then you opened up your heart. You were vulnerable with him. And then he healed you. He spoke life into you, identity and truth into you. And then therefore you were able to be empowered to release that to those around you, to forgive and to love and to bless and and to release peace. And I know, you know, because I know many people yeah. who are hurt in the church specifically, and I thank God I've never technically had that experience, but I know a lot of people who have been misunderstood and hurt in the church. And I know even just, I've served a lot with Irish Global and Heidi Baker, and I've sat under her teachings mm. A lot, and I know that she she got radically saved, a powerful encounter with the Lord Jesus as well. But then she had no passion for the American church because they just weren't burning with the same fervor and and lavish love and sacrificial giving and 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 lifestyle. And was it was it difficult for you to transition? Because I know that your ministry your ministry is you 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 pour out this understanding and you and you equip the church in this reality. You know, Heidi, at one point, the Lord had to speak to her and give her a heart for the church because for a while she didn't want to go to the American church. She didn't want to go to the church at all. She just wanted to be with the orphans in the dirt and preaching to, to yeah. people of other faith. Was it was it an encounter that kind of gave you a heart for the church, especially since you were experiencing some opposition there? Um, I love Heidi. <laughs> I was just thinking when you were talking then, yeah. she's such a gift to us all, isn't she? She is, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Um, I have a real, I, ha- I have a, I think the Lord's infused some of his heart into me for his people, probably because I was um, I was such a construct of false identity, if you like. You know, I'd aspired after everything the world offers us, really, you know, the mm. trinkets of fame and, and fortune and, and money and wealth and, you know, famous friends and all, all of that good stuff, you know. And I do think those platforms are for influence, you know, but it's got to be the influence, influence of truth. Um, but I'd kind of, when Jesus came into my world, um, all of those things that I realized, you know, these are, this is false identity. People are living. exhausted. I really have such compassion because I was exhausted. I mean, I looked, you know, I I knew how to dress well and I knew how to present myself well, but inside I was crying out. I was lonely. I was afraid. I was desperate. Mm. I was depressed. I mean, I'd become very ill, you know, all of it, everything, you know, so the pain that is common to so many of us. And so I see that. And when I see people that are the treasure of God, I mean, one of the, I'll just share this quickly. One of the most amazing experiences that I had in heaven really infused, like burned into me the how precious we are. And I want people to know this because I didn't know it and I now do know it. And, you know, as we, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, isn't it? It's an invitation for each of us, what we each share of the relationship yes. that we have with Jesus. Mm. It opens that up as an invitation to each one of us, you know, as we build each other up in our, in our holy faith to attain the 
fullness of the statue of Christ. And it just, it, I know that the amazing privilege walk we now have because of the finished work of the cross. And I want all of us to come into the fullness, you know, to being vibrant and alive and inspirational and powerful. And because it, we're the counterpart of God, we, you know, we, as we know, we've been, we've been recreated in the exact likeness of God. I mean, it just blows me away where this whole thing is headed, you know, like, Ephesians 4.24 says, you know, we were created to be like God in all righteousness and holiness. And so I do, I just have such a passion to see us all shining and really experiencing this. And like the scripture you read at the beginning, just being fully filled with God, knowing the love of God, you know, being strengthened with my, by Holy Spirit in our inner man, enabling us to really experience his love so that, you know, we can be filled with all the fullness of God. I mean, these scriptures, you know, just, just amazing. It's amazing. This is our, this is our inheritance. It's yes. like, it's mind blowing. Yes. But yeah, just to finish that point quickly, Michael, just um, one of the most ex- extraordinary experiences I had was I was taken into heaven and um, it was, it was uh, a full experience, I would say say where I was not co-conscious in, in, in my life here I'd gone fully into the experience of what was being shown to me and what I was what mm. I was in yeah. and uh, as I went in I was in this huge what looked like a throne room and I could see Jesus right at the very end on a throne and there were all these people they were a company of the redeemed all uh, uh, shining you know people now in heaven all along the right hand side of the room and I won't go through the full encounter, but there was one part that I just wanted to share. Mm. Um, I, I was so overwhelmed. I, I just stood glued. I felt like a little girl, you know, I was just overwhelmed, couldn't move because of the awe of, of where I was. And then Holy Spirit moved me supernaturally to the front. And because I was in heaven, I was in that perfect atmosphere, I was released to all inhibition. And limitation was released, and I found myself screaming, literally screaming. It, I was not singing pretty worship songs. <laughs> I was screaming free with worship and love and adoration for Jesus. Mm. And I reached up, and he leant forward, and I touched his face, and I just there was just this love. I was just crying out, completely set free to be able to worship him. And I realized in that moment that he just stood there and all of heaven had gone silent. And my heart, which, you know, as we all go through this, sometimes we feel that our love capacity to love God is weak. You know, whatever, if we're going through a lot of pressure yes. in life, we, be, we can become dull and we can become tired spiritually. And sometimes we feel like we might have a divided heart or a compromised heart, whatever state, whatever's going on in our life. And in that moment, what I saw was that Jesus was receiving through my worship the reward of his suffering. He was receiving my pure, voluntary love. And it was the most holy thing. And it was so moving him. He was just enjoying the sweetness of my true love for him that was free and pure and heaven was silent. And my heart was not divided in that atmosphere of grace. The true me was able to express. And I truly loved him with every fiber of my being. And I realized that's the same for all of us. 
when we feel weak and compromised, heaven doesn't see us the way we see us as we know. They really don't. And it's so holy. We move the heart of God Hmm. by our tiny attempts to love him like that. And when we worship, heaven goes silent so that Jesus can receive the sweetness of the reward of his suffering. And it just wrecked me. I came out of that experience realizing again the holiness of each one of us. You know, we really are his treasure. We are, you know, we really are the joy that was set before him as he endured the cross, you know, and we're his inheritance. Yes, we are. I just, I love hearing that because it just, I, I truly believe that God gives people like you encounters like this, not just to share with the world, like, look, like this, this happened to me, but it's to woo people. In, to say this this is available for you too like encounter is our inheritance throne room encounters yeah. like you just explained an experience right there that is our inheritance healing the the miraculous the presence of the lord you know words of knowledge prophetic insight divine supernatural encounters like you just shared right there that is every single believer's inheritance and you get to herald this you get to share your experiences to say like this is this is how the lord sees you this is this is yours as well and i absolutely love that because i know and even in your book and you wrote a book called ecclesia rising and i know at towards the end of the broadcast you'll you could share about your e-courses and everything because i want people to access that but one thing as i was reading through it you said in the book we are rising talking about the bride talking about the church we are rising out of the ashes of pain and powerless religion to become a pure reflection of god in the earth and I, I, I loved that quote because it really spoke to me because when I encountered the Lord, it was the love of God. It was his approval, his acceptance. It was, it was him, you know, embracing me and wiping away my past, not, not bringing it up and just pouring identity and purpose into me. But then I got involved with different churches and ministries where there was a lot of striving, a lot of feeling like you need to climb the ladder to get into the presence or you needed to, you know, you know, do, do this A, B, C, D or whatever to, to truly, you know, move God's heart or whatever. And I was involved, you know, a lot of Pentecostal churches and, 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 and different things where, and I, I love it. I, you know, I love, you know, I, I grew so much and I'm not speaking against anything or anyone whatsoever, but I also learned some things that were religious that kept me in this box of trying to earn or trying to perform and you mentioned in your encounter and some things that you shared earlier, just the word inheritance that I believe is so powerful because I began to live this life of encounter, not just here and there, not just at a church service or a conference, but it became a part of my everyday life when I began to capture this revelation of spiritual inheritance. Inheritance is not what we work for or earn. It's what someone else works for and earns and gives to us freely. And there's this revelation of the finished work of Christ, what he did for us, who we are now in him and our behavior, our performance, you know, does not affect that whatsoever. And you're even saying when we feel dry and broken and you know maybe we've sinned and we've fallen short and we've went to these different things and idols we we turn our heart to him and he speaks identity into us he he speaks how he sees us in the midst of our struggles and pain and darkness and so i just love you know it's it's coming to this understanding it's it's a revelation really where it's not just in our head but it penetrates our hearts this revelation of spiritual inheritance what Jesus truly did for us, who we are now in him that cannot be strived for, cannot be earned, has nothing to do with performance, has nothing to do with our hand, but it has everything to do with the hand of God and what he accomplished and what he did. 
on the inside of us. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about spiritual inheritance. Cause when I, when I began to wrap my mind around that and actually began to identify with Christ instead of Adam, when I began to identify with what the word says, I began to experience my inheritance and manifest my inheritance. Just a, a quick story is I remember I was in the mission field. I was with Heidi Baker in Mozambique, and this is just a small story, but at the same time, it's it, it, it really aligned my perspective. But I was we were waiting for this army truck to come in to bring us to the bush of Africa, and I remember I didn't eat anything, and all I had was an apple in my pocket, and I was saving that for a really desperate moment. And there was these little kids that came up and they had nothing and they didn't have any food and they were just pulling on my shirt and they wanted me to give them the apple that was in my pocket and I don't want to give it to them. And, and all the, you know, it was the, the, the truck was late. We were, we were waiting out there for an hour and a half. The truck was late to bring us out to our outreach. And I remember just being like mentally, like I just, just in, in not in a good place mentally. Okay. I was like, I did not, not enjoy what was going on. And, um, and then I began to pray like, God, give me patience and there's nothing wrong with that prayer. I'm not going to like rail against that prayer, but the Holy Spirit said, son, do I live in you? And I said, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, you do. And he goes, right. do I have the full measure of patience? Like, am I, am I patient? And I was like, yes, Lord, you are. He goes, well, then the fullness of my patience abides on the inside of you. And I began to just, I was like, wow. And so I shifted my prayer to Lord, give me patience. And I began to say, I have the patience of Christ. I have the patience of Christ. The patience of Christ lives on the inside of me. And I began to just mutter that to myself. And then in a moment, the darkness, the the, the negative mentality, I began to feel the presence of the Lord, which brought a manifestation of his peace in my spirit. And literally everything changed, just multicolored. I began to love the kids around me. I gave my apple to one of them. I didn't even care about food anymore. It was just a moment of just realigning and even repentance, just shifting my mind, thinking about what's higher. And for me, just beginning to, in moments like that, beginning to align my heart and my spirit with the truth. What is mine in Christ, my inheritance in Christ? I begin to literally flesh it out and walk it out in my daily life. Oh, so powerful. That's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, you just encapsulated my inner life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's it, isn't it? You know, the scripture came, came to mind when you were speaking then, you know, as Christ was, so are we in this world. Yes. That, and that Christ is the firstborn among us. You know, you just meditate on those scriptures. And again, like I said before, you know, Ephesians 4.24 we were created to be like God in all righteousness and holiness. We have the divine nature within us, the spirit without measure, the unlimited, uncreated God resides within us. Our nature, we're no longer human beings, but we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Behold, the old is gone. You know, yes. I make all things new. We have been, you know, the, the Adamic mandate that was lost through the deception you know, the enemy now restored through the finished work of the cross to, to reign, to co-reign with Christ in this realm. I think we're just beginning. I mean, some people will be way more, you know, way further ahead than than us and than others. But in, in, in the different stages of awakening that we're all in, we, I think we're, we're coming into the most exciting time in history right now, where the eyes of our understanding of our heart are being flooded with light, and we're actually awakening to realize the inheritance, what, what, who we are, who we are in Christ. You know, so if he's the firstborn among us, I mean, that 
I meditate on these truths. I sit with the Lord going, expand this, just blow this truth up inside of me, Jesus. You know, I could incarnate your word in this regard and shine your truth out. You know, if if we are made in the exact likeness of Christ, which we are, so then and with a, he's the firstborn among us, then as we look at Jesus, as we look at Jesus, we realize who we are. His, he, he shined like a mirror onto us basically saying, remember who you are and his life. And if we can literally just sit down on the inside and enjoy him, just enjoy him and turn the attention of our heart to him. You know, I, I love what Paul says um, in one of his letters. I'm sorry, I've forgotten where it is. You'll have to read all the letters to find <laughs> out where it is. But he basically says, give thanks for the indwelling Christ. Then you will be flooded with all wisdom. When you look at those keys, they're the keys to meditate on. So don't, you know, yes, it's very important that we give thanks in all things. You know, it's such a, it's so healthy to be continually in, a, in an attitude of thankfulness. And it, and it, it helps our dialogue. And, you know, because I think everything's a matter of relationship. Everything yeah. is just about relationship with Jesus. And then all life flows from there, doesn't it, from the secret place. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we get, but specifically, Paul encourages us, you know, give thanks, not for everything in that moment, but for the indwelling Christ, then you will be flooded with all wisdom. You get filled, flooded again with God. His life continually dispenses through us, and we turn our conscious awareness back to that reality. And it seems to engage us back into that experience where we're then flooded with wisdom again, flooded with his nature again. Yeah. And started with peace, we come back into now and being immersed in his presence and we start to reign again, rule again, come up over the circumstances, have power for our lives. So for me, that, you know, the, the, the inheritance is, is our identity, is, is the, this capacity to have relationship with him. We have the use of his name. You know, he's our covenant bridegroom king. He, every name in scripture that he, he reveals his nature to us through, you know, he is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God who heals us. He's the God who provides for us. He's our strong tower. And he really is, you know, he's, as we know, he's totally for us. He's not against us. He's not a man that he would lie. He's perfect. He's truth. He's faithfulness. And so, he just wants us to do the word because it's filled with relationship keys that in, empower our relationship with and protect our relationship with and enable us to go from glory to glory to glory, I think, more more smoothly. And so, yeah, so uh, that yeah. was to... Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. such <laughs> an amazing life. We have the privilege yes. of living. It's amazing. And we're just scratching the surface, I think. We are. Yeah, really we're do. Just, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is nothing. And so... The um, yeah. man, I remember John G. Lake when you were when you were talking. Um, this quote just popped into my mind. What John G. Lake says: "The single greatest revelation that I've ever received that I will never get sick of is Christ in me." It's just you <laughs> know, and it's it. like the ABCs. It's, it's like the, it's like the ABCs. Someone gets say, "Yeah, Jesus lives in me." It's something that we you know we we say or we memorize, but we don't 
authentically experience on a day-to-day basis. But John G. Lake said, this this is what was my meditation. This is the single greatest revelation we could ever receive. Christ in us, the hope yeah. of glory. And I love because as yeah. we're talking here, we're talking about you know, encounters with God and, and spending time with the, in the presence of the Lord. But also I'm seeing connected to this, the importance and the power of the word of God, the spirit and also the word of God. And how the Lord, mm-hmm. the spirit breathes life on the word and, and causes it to awaken our hearts and cause it to be a firm foundation in our lives. And so even, you know, as we as we close out this broadcast, I know there's people that are listening right now and they're like, I would love to have these encounters with God, but they're looking for, you know, some kind of practicality of like, hey, I, uh, you guys are quoting the word of God. How could I begin to take even baby steps towards this where I could begin to experience them in a deeper level, but also I get rooted in the same truth that you guys are, are declaring here in this broadcast from the word. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's so great that when I travel around, you know, all over the place, that's what people are asking how to, mm-hmm. how to, you know, and how, and, and for me, the war, the word of God is a doorway. It's an invitation into experiencing the one who authored it. And so I, I use the word as dialogue and I will sit literally I love it. I mean, I love the passion translation as we Me all too. do. We're yeah. all crazy about the Yeah, totally <laughs> yeah. love it. Um, and it, because it's, it's so rich, you know, to, to be able to use it to, you know, just for, for one example, just sit in Psalm 23, you know, verse one, the Lord is my, my shepherd. I will not want, you know, I will not want. And you just stay there, and, and I, I invite Holy Spirit to come in and to begin to move this word into my heart, really br- breathe his life on it, let it become life to me, transformational life to me. Um, what, what he intended in his heart when he brought forth that revelation through that word to enable us to relate to him more yeah. comprehensively, to understand him more clearly. What was he wanting us to know through that what was the intention of his heart this is how i sit with him so i literally just meditate on the word and i go in knowing it's an invitation he's authored it with the intention of increasing relationship Mm -hmm. revealing himself to us it's him explaining who he is to us and so the, the whole of the word as we know is the revelation of jesus christ and so, you know, God with skin on, who dwelt in the earth 2,000 years ago, who now lives in us and continues his ministry through us, you know, through those of us that, that yield. So that's that's the practicalities. I mean, that's part of why I I wrote the book I, and I created the e-courses to help people to, to be, to know the more. There is more. This hunger that people are feeling, you know, it, it's, there is more and hopefully my life and your life and, you know, others that have been privileged to have encounters. We're living messages of hope to say, you know, come on, this is, this is the gospel mm-hmm. of the kingdom. And, um, and so, yeah, we created them to, to, so to, to help people with the how to, how do you do this? Yeah. And to act, help activate people in their quiet time, but so that's that's what I do. I mean, I will put some worship on that I absolutely love, and just begin to sing the words to him and focus, turn the affection and the attention of my heart onto him, and read the word again awesome. from not with my my mind, but with my heart. Yeah, I read the word with my heart. One hundred percent, absolutely. And I know yeah. I always love to end the broadcast with um, just ministering to those who are listening. And um, yeah. Liz, just just you know, t- 
total freedom, you know, complete freedom. But I just, for the people who are listening right now, where their heart is yearning and they're beginning to burn. And as they were listening to this broadcast, the Holy Spirit was stirring them and wooing them and opening the eyes of their heart, dispelling the blinders off their eyes. The Lord is literally speaking to people right now through this broadcast. And I would just love for you to minister as you feel led. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Mm-hmm. It'd be a privilege. Whew. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this extraordinary life that you have brought us into, that you paid the ultimate bride price for with your very life on the cross that day. You brought forth a people that would look exactly like you. And I just thank you for every single precious member of our family listening to this right now, that this is their truth and that you would right now, Holy Spirit, begin to move on every heart listening to flood them, flood them afresh with your spirit, fill them again with your spirit, let your indwelling life within them begin to dispense through them, meeting their every need. Let your glory fill in Jesus. Your promise in your word is that you would meet every single one of our needs through your riches in glory. Let your glory begin to move through them now. Whatever their needs are, whatever their needs are internally, whether they're in fear or pain, whatever is going on internally or in their bodies or in their lives, Lord, let your spirit begin to brood and move over and heal and restore and deliver. Thank you. Where your spirit is, there is freedom. And I ask you, Jesus, that you would flood the eyes of each one listening's heart with understanding. Yes. Just to enable each one to see with fresh eyes, to feel and experience you, to realize their value, to realize how safe they are, so that you chose to indwell them. You chose to inhabit them and put you, you saw so much value in them that you chose to make your home inside of them. And there is no power on earth or in any other realm that is strong enough to override your decision to dwell in each person that you have selected for yourself. It's permanent and your spirit is immovable from them, that they are safe, they are home, they can rest, they can enjoy you. And so I pray that today and going forward from listening to this podcast, that their lives would be irreversibly changed, that you would expand to them the understanding right now of this extraordinary reality that the gospel of Jesus Christ is now that God resides within them, (laughs) that they've been born again, they're an entirely new creation, they've been reconnected back to you forever, and that their life is now about resting in you and getting to know you more and more and more and moving in power and authority in their own lives as they enjoy you. I pray that they, they will fully gain this next level of awareness of this reality and move in the power of it victoriously in their lives today. Thank you, Jesus, with every need met by you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank we agree. You, Lord. Amen. 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 So good. Um, for those who are just getting acquainted with your ministry right now, how could they get connected? Because I know that you have e-courses, you have books, you're really equipping yeah. the church in how to walk yeah. in everything that we spoke about here on this podcast. And I really want them to be able to plug in and, and tap into these resources. 
Yeah, no, um, I have a website, it's lizwright.org, L-A-Z-W-R-I-G-H-T dot org. And if you go, if people go on there, they can access my resources, my book, my e-courses, and then we should, we'll be up, I'm about to come out to the States and we're, I'm speaking all over the place. And so that, that itinerary is about to be uploaded as well. So people, if, if they're nearby, you know, everybody's welcome to come and plug in. And we literally gather together to get into the presence of God together. And he just starts to activate people into encounters. Yes. Mm. So yeah, we're all about transformation. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. so awesome. So yeah, awesome. I highly recommend going. Yes, yes, absolutely. I highly recommend going to www.lizwright.org. Find out about her itinerary. She may be in a city near you. It's worth the travel. It's worth going and um, experiencing the Lord in those gatherings. And so, and also here, you just go to your website and all the resources that are there are tremendous. And so, Thank you, Liz. It's been an honor. It's been a joy just talking to you about the Lord and your experiences and how to walk out this life in the spirit. It's it's my favorite topic. <laughs> it's it's my it's, <laughs> it's, it's the reality of my it's the reality of my life. It's what I live for and yearn for. And oh, so I just it's always so great good. to get together with like minded people to to yeah. share about these things. So thank you. No, it's been my absolute pleasure, Michael. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's my joy. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It'll help us get the show out to more people all over the world to be challenged, inspired, and empowered by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I look forward to speaking with you guys next time on Awaken Podcast. Appreciate you guys and bless you.